dub bears. Welcome to the Barely Educated Podcast. We are on episode 60, and we are on the most important episode of the season, preseason, I guess. This is where we talk about their the Bears' upcoming schedule and make the oh-so-important predictions for the season. Dead-on accurate predictions coming every up, time. everyone. Every time, my friend, every time. <laughs> That's what so, we're supposed to do, right? We got to break down the schedule, act like nothing will change between now and then, and then right. make all these bad predictions. Isn't that what you're supposed to do on a podcast schedule yes, week? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, we'll look at uh, who the Bears got coming up this fall, and uh, be able to tell immediately, right away, what their record is going to be, how they're going to look on the field, and uh, yeah, all that fun stuff. So I'm Chris Teichler. Here is Mark Jensen, and we're going to walk you through. The Bears' schedule, big picture. We're not going to pick each game. And we're not trying to be too hard on the whole thing. Uh, any podcast that does it, more power to them. I think the idea of trying to actually predict the games right now is kind of hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, maybe a, a general guess at the record would be fun, mm-hmm. which kind of requires in your head to sort of pick them. But, I, I mean, then the preseason, what's going to happen during the preseason, Chris, or after? Oh, well, uh, we'll see – how terrible they're going to be because they'll lose to what? Who do they play? Like Cleveland and Tennessee every year, among others. Well, and, uh, don't you bury the lead? It's mighty Matt Nagy's return to Chicago, August thirteenth. The first oh, preseason right. game is the Chiefs. Dun, dun, dun. He shall and have then, his revenge. I'm not an idiot. And then at Seattle and at the Browns. Ooh, Seattle. Yeah, we can beat them. Oh no. <laughs> One and two preseason. That's right. And then what? Then we'll all despair yes. or something. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, usually like before preseason. I'm looking at the Bears going like fifteen and two in the regular season. <laughs> and then we watch those rig uh, those uh, preseason games and it's back to three and fourteen. They're terrible. Still, the McCaskies. goal should be to have the biggest spread win change from now to preseason predictions of any bears podcaster that's a good angle i don't know if anyone else does that i like that the knee yeah. jerk yes mm. all right i'm gonna do it 17 here, and all my friends here in the middle of may hope springs eternal right that's right <laughs> now that the cub season's over for me yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll get to the schedule in a second okay. how do you feel about the overall roster now we, we did the draft. We kind of chewed it over. And where do you think they're at as a well, roster? Um, and the coaching, count the coaching too. Still, uh, still a ways to go. Um, but I, from what I see, I like what I see big picture, especially in terms of emphasis on the lines. It seems like polls is uh, going to build inside out. Just like Jim Finks in the 80s, my friend. I don't know if I uh, think he is doing that. I know he's really? saying it. Hmm, okay. Well, where's the biggest hole on the team right now? Uh, wide receiver. <laughs> no, it's right guard. Oh, I got you. Yeah, okay. Receivers got some question marks, certainly. A lot of unproven guys there after Mooney. But they don't have a starting right guard that is obvious at any rate. I mean, he's probably on the roster somewhere at this point. But you couldn't be like, it's definitely player A. That's true. And Maybe. he tried to prioritize three technique. 
Oh, yeah, that. But uh, then had to go to a backup plan and traded Mac. Whether whether these things made sense in the long run isn't my point right now. I, the vast, the, the most important resources he's had just for this resource-starved year, which is a very important little addendum there, went to the secondary. Yes, a lot. Yes, which is fine because now all of a sudden you finally have a strength of the team. Mm-hmm. It's the young secondary. Young, sec- yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than Eddie, and Eddie's still in his prime, whatever's left of it. And I think <laughs> there's a decent chance he bounces back with these guys. Also, while we're on Eddie, did you see his Twitter post? Yeah, yeah. Did he um, have a I child? Guess, yeah, premature baby or something. Oh. I was trying to figure out the rest of that story, but nobody wants to pry right now. But yeah, right, right. Man, that's awful. So prayers out to Eddie and his Absolutely. family. Absolutely. That's that's. Uh, you know, I joke about him not performing on the field and stuff, but obviously this absolutely transcends any whole, whole different thing. I think you'll have a bounce back year though. And it, it maybe you know, not 2018, but I think he'll have a good year. And don't forget the last two years he's had what three touchdowns called back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that like totally changes how you look at at least a little bit of his his uh, performance. So the secondary's become a strength, and it is one of the more important units in the modern NFL, right? You Correct. would say QB, obviously, O line, D line, pass catchers, secondary, right? Those are the places you want to be strong, and so. The way the draft fell, it kind of, I guess, you know, pulls thought I'll bolster that. Um, what about the rest of the defense? Let's do that. Then we'll jump offense and then do the schedule. Well, you still need at least one more uh, defensive lineman. Has Ogan Joby been picked up no. by anybody? He, so he's one still... of his friends said he was mad at the Bears, and I couldn't tell if the friend was mad or Ogan Joby was mad based on the comment I read. Well, I'd understand that, but yeah. So I think maybe that ship has sailed. I did see where people are. Trying to throw Hicks out there to come back. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still there. I mean, he's still out there. He's still available. If you used him right in a rotation with competent coaching, could you keep him healthy and make him effective? Yeah. Because isn't the issue injuries? Yes, because when he's not... It's not like performance or ability. It's availability. Because when he's... Ability is availability. (laughs) Thanks, John Fox. That's all a problem. Um, When he's healthy, he's still dominant. So yeah. yeah, so take a flyer. Fresh, absolutely. I yeah. would. I would. You know, the fans that. would eat that up too. And they could use a little good press in some ways. I think. Yeah, that would get uh, score some points for polls at this point. So the rest of the defense, though, is is pretty good, right? Like this is a, yeah. You still have Quinn. You still have Roquan. You got some guys that we haven't really paid that much attention to because they weren't Bears and they weren't stars, but they've been in the NFL. They're younger, like Muhammad um, and Jones on that line. You've got. What's his name? Merrick Morrow, uh, the other linebacker. If he's healthy, he's a burner. He's super fast. Uh, he was really good in 2020, but missed most of last year coming over from the Vegas. I said it right. Raiders. <laughs> also, it's a 17-game schedule, and we have to add up to 17. Sure. And, uh, you know, you, you've got some players there. That those guys might be pretty solid, but you've got – you still already have some legitimately good players coming back in Quinn and Roquan and Jalen Johnson. So then you add the coaching on that side of the ball. And I think Eberflus has had top 10 defenses with less talent. Yes. I was just reading about something, talking about that yesterday. Uh, can't remember who. It was one of the Bears beat guys. Um, but pointed that very fact out, that with lesser talent, Eberflus has gotten his defenses to, uh, to perform. 
Granted, I would have taken Sky Moore or Alec Pierce over to yeah. safety, but Brisker looks really good, and that defense has some players now, and some of them are very young or in their prime. Only Quinn out of that group would you say is, you know, on the tail end of his career, and he's still what thirty one or two. It's not like he's thirty six. Mm-hmm. So i I would not be surprised if they have a top ten defense. Agreed. I'd be surprised if they had a top five, but like that seven, eight to 10 range, I think they could land in there and that'll keep you in basically all the games. Yeah. Barring maybe a couple, but they got blown out in so many first halves last year and and all the blown coverages. I mean, decided a nice job later in the year, but the beginning of the year, they were horrible, especially in the secondary. That's not going to happen again. I would be shocked if you had more than one of those plays. That image of uh, week one against the Rams last year has been making the rounds again. Former where, student uh, Tim. Or Tim, thank you for Sent the student. tweet out, showed us the punt <laughs> return for Cooper Cup. I mean, the touchdown. <laughs> I would be stunned yeah. if that happened again that badly. I mean, there'll be like smaller versions of blown coverage or a TD where you're like, why are you a step behind? But I mean, we're talking 10 feet radius around them no bears yeah. guy falls down and you don't touch him to make the tackle that yeah. stuff i don't think will happen so i do think the defense will be better even without mac mm-hmm. and let's not you know let's not forget that he missed most of the year a little over half of it i guess didn't they even last year finish around 10 yeah what were they ninth or 10th or yeah something? yeah they so... were right there and you know you hope you don't get the weird every other year bad quinn mm. but i do i do think the defense is pretty good when you yeah. consider the coaching too and quinn had what was this final sack total was it 18 or 18 and 18 a half? and a half right 18, 18 and a half. yeah so if he has nine sacks this year still a good year yeah so half of his production i think that would be a win and uh, production in terms of sack numbers i should say yeah so i like right. that but yeah. you do need a three technique for that defense and is Justin Jones capable of manning that position? I don't know. I do think that's one of the questions. That'd be great. Uh, I think uh, the uh, what's his name? Kyrie Tonga was really oh, good yeah. last year. That's another rookie that might impress, but he's not a three tech. He's going to be on the other side for mm-hmm. sure. But I still think the defense is. I think going to still be pretty good and might actually be improved when you consider coaching plus the secondary being better, even minus Mac, which again, part of that's just Mac missing nine games or whatever he missed. And then there's the offense. Mm. Mm. You, you know, you meant the guard situation. I yeah. don't want to labor the point. If Let's... you're going to, if you're going to be weak at one spot on the line though, isn't right guard probably the best one or left. But let, let's start with the line, though, without necessarily repeating everything we've talked about all sort of uh, offseason. There's so much unproven there. They might be fine. Borum and Jenkins might both be good where they're at. I have more hope in Jenkins in the long haul because he's a higher prospect and everything. But Borum impressed last year. It looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. Whitehair had his worst year as a pro, though. Patrick's never started full time, and we don't know who the right card is. It could all come together, but it seems like it's still the most likely weak link. There's not even a Darnell Mooney there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe by week five, we're like, man, Tevin Jenkins is mauling fools. That'd be great. You know, like, that guy's great. You know, like I'm just saying where we sit right now, it's young other than white hair and totally 
I would say still basically unproven. It might be yeah, fine, yeah. but I think that's still the big weakness. It's been the weakness of the Bears forever. Yeah, I mean, there's hope, but it's yeah unproven. Yeah. And then wide receiver, Darnell Mooney's gone from overrated to underrated in the conversations <laughs> on Twitter. Now he's not even yeah. a number two. Right. Whoever, whoever <laughs> tweeted that, he like cites all these people. And I'm like, Mooney's numbers in every single stat were better last year in a broken offense with a rookie QB. I don't know if he's a quote number one. He is 100% proven to be a number two at the very least. I would definitely agree with that. That said, I dispute using those terms that much anyway because it's not how football works. He's a Z. They still need an X. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They've got a bunch of guys that can play the slot. Valus Jones is going to be a gadget slot guy. I don't know who's the X. I guess it's Pringle right now. But there's enough there's enough physical ability that you can see on tape with some of those guys. I mean, Pringle had a pretty good year considering mm-hmm. the weapons on the chiefs and you can right. say, yeah, cause he's getting covered by the non best players on the defense. And that is true, but he's not going to get a ton of targets playing with Kelsey and Hill. Correct. So he's, he's kind of a wild card in this whole thing, but that, that of course is a place I wanted them to upgrade. Yeah. Running backs are good. Yeah. I feel great about the running backs. And I think if, if, you know, Montgomery always misses a couple games because he plays so stinking hard, Herbert will come in and not miss a beat. It's why I don't extend Montgomery, too. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the, the strength of the offense. And the rookie, the what's the, who's the rookie, the fifth-round guy? Uh, he's got, I don't know, they he's brought got in wheels. A guys, too. They got a, got a real uh, fullback in there. Yeah, fullback. It'll be fun. Hello, 1970s. We got a fullback. And then fullback. before <laughs> we get to fields in the scheme, let's talk real quick about Cole Komet. Yes. Who needs to produce more touchdowns, but I think the hate is otherwise a little much. Agreed. I mean, I'd I'd like him to look a little more dynamic athletically in the past game, but he had a good year for a second-year player as young as he is in a broken scheme again. In that crappy offense, yeah. (laughs) So you had tweeted out earlier this week. I did. Why don't you run us through that point real quick? Because I think that's easy to forget. Yeah, let me. Well, I'll pull up the exact wording here, but basically, the uh, the overall thrust of it was: how do we know how good or bad he really is? Because that um, that offense was so so bad, and you know, people joking about the all the constant curl routes, you know, in every play and everything. But uh, I and was, tight end is supposed to be vital to that offense, right? Right. So what I was responding. I was responding to a tweet from uh, at Let's Go Shy Bears. Shout out to Let's Go Shy Bears. Oh my gosh, said, this for everyone. No, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Matt Nagy, you suck, Chris. Matt Nagy was the biggest problem on the Bears. This isn't said enough. I totally agree with that. So my response was yes, and this is why it's hard to evaluate guys like Komet fairly. Maybe he is only average at best. But bad coaching and bad offensive scheme aren't conducive to fair evaluation. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think, I think at some point with, with guys like Komet and Fields, we transition to him now, I don't even know how you begin to evaluate him mm-hmm. after last year. That was such a disaster offensively. And it was you know, Nick Foles on the sideline with his legacy of the offense doesn't work, you know, and, <laughs> and just it was all – all terrible except for the occasional spurt from the running game it was all a problem it was john it was 
John Fox. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> former coach. Foxy. So, player Fox. I guess my, 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 I was finished up the offense. We'll have Fields will have his own day whenever there's training camps and he kicks butt and we'll be like, Ooh, let's do a pod on Fields' practice. That's right. That's <laughs> so, I, I mean, we've talked about Fields a ton. I still believe in him and uh, I'm excited to see what he does. But I think at some point, anyone who's like confident in the offense, I'm just got to be a little, I, I just have to question that. If you say to me, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of unknowns, a lot of prove it players, some might be good. And I just don't know. I respect that. Like, I think that's totally where I'm at. Like, oh, yeah, I see Mooney's definitely talented. Fields is definitely talented. Komet, I think, deserves a chance to prove it in a better offense. Getsy's scheme seems like it's already going to be much better, but I haven't seen it. Right. So to just be like, this Bears offense will definitely be better. Uh, there's people on Twitter. I just I can't hop on that bandwagon. But I have reasons for optimism, and I think it's just the – the smartest analysis, even if it's kind of wimpy, is to say right now, I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts. It should be fun to watch yeah. a lot of these guys and see who develops, though. Like, I think if we just go into the year and we say major transition year for the offense, resources are going to be spent next year offseason. And just let's see what these young guys do and don't expect, you know, a ton of amazing offensive performances game to game. But See the building blocks come together. Hopefully Jenkins solidifies himself as a 10-year starter. Obviously, Fields is the most important in terms of growth. But but recognize there's a lot of unknowns, and that's okay because whether they'll ever use the word or not, the Bears are in a rebuild. So that brings me to one last point and then the schedule. Okay. So we've concluded fairly, I think, representing your view as well. That once again, the Chicago Bears are going to field a defense that is better than its offense. <laughs> Bears, Bears. Also right. the last 40 years. That's okay. Oh, we like it. We like it, damn Ryan Poles, your patient approach is commendable. The Bears. I wanted more on the offense, but I can live with what you're doing as long as you do follow through next year and there's a heavy investment in the offense. I'm going to reserve any other judgment until I see where we're at this time next year with the roster and the resource allocation because what he's done right now makes sense if you're in a full-on rebuild. rebuild. Yes. <laughs> Except for you might need to give a little love to Justin on that line. Yeah. A fair? Fair. But and we know what the, the defense being better than the offense has gotten us over the last 40 years, except for the two years of Mark Tressman. One right? Super that was like Bowl. the only time I can remember the offense definitely being better. Mm -hmm. So I hope – that's just because of where we're at in the rebuild. And I think yeah. that is very likely to be the case. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's important to point out too, that, uh, um, that it's okay. If the offense is very conservative this year, as you're trying to figure out who's a player on the line and basically giving Justin his, his rookie a, you know, season like year one, a kind of thing. Yeah, and, and rely on the running game more, and get some play action going off of that. That's okay. Yeah, what I want to see from Justin, because it is worth mentioning, I think, is a little bit quicker on the progression mm -hmm. and quicker release on some of the shorter throws, so that the fumbles get cleaned up. Because I think mm -hmm. the fumbles are just a symptom of those two issues. And otherwise, I think he's a stud. And like, fix those two things, and he's going to be great. It's just a matter of whether, you know, are we going to be like, okay, that was a beautiful ball, and they dropped it, right? That okay. Fine. Don't fall for the stats just yet with him is probably still on the table. 
-hmm. You know, the eye test is probably going to be more important, although he was amazing in play action last year, and they're going to do a ton of it, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Well, With that the most game, exciting yes. change is Getsy calling the plays. Mm -hmm. Change, the most exciting change. And we won't know much about that until the games get going. Mm -hmm. The practices, nobody freak out. You're going to have one where he's like amazing. And the next where the defense, you know, picks him off twice. And then, right. I don't know, Mark Potash or Dan Weeder is going to freak <laughs> out. And then everyone on Twitter is going to go ballistic. Calm down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like when a pitcher's working on a new off-speed pitch in spring training, and he gets rocked. And then come the start of the year, he's fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to be trying new things. They're trying to feel out what Justin does well. I just want to see progress in terms of like, okay, they know what to do now and the, what they're running makes sense for his skills. Right. That's the most important right. thing for the growth. And we just can't analyze that yet. It's my quarterback. All right. To the schedule? To the schedule. So we joked around about the preseason. That's as much attention as I want to give it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nagy's oh. going to have a rough uh, an introduction there. Bears at nine. Let's do it in honor of Lovey. We'll do it in quarters, even though it's a 17-game season, which is right. awesome. We'll throw the last <laughs> one in. At the we'll end. Do four and a quarter games each quarter. Yeah. All right. Niners come to Soldier Fields. Couldn't help it. <laughs> September 11th at noon. There's your home opener. Opening at home with the 49ers. On to Green Bay for Sunday night beatdown that they get every year. <laughs> Back home for the Texans and then at the Giants. Your thoughts on the first four? Uh, best case scenario, three and one. Worst yeah. case, oh, and four. Most likely <laughs> two and two. Two and two. Two and two. Now, I, I don't think these really need that much of a breakdown. The Niners are opening as six and a half point favorites. So Vegas thinks the Bears are terrible. Um, they only have the Bears favored in two games. That would be the Texans and the Lions at home. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a sneaky winnable game because the Niners QB situation is still in a state well, of flux. Yeah, that's um, – if it's Trey Lance, do we know? It'll be Trey Lance or Garoppolo? They haven't made up their mind, which makes you think they don't think Lance is ready. Yes, that's uh, what my guess would be. And Fields had a really good game against them last year. Whatever yeah. that's worth. With that epic run, too. Yeah, oh. that I got the hoodie of it. <laughs> oh, yes. So, I I think the Niners are better, definitely. Could the Bears steal that game? Yes. Yeah. That's how you get the three and one record. But Correct. If we want to be, like, coldly logical, two and two. Yeah. That seems, I mean, that seems pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. All right. Lose then the we first go two, Bears. The next two. Yeah, exactly. Bears at Vikings. Thursday night football at home versus the Washington Commanders. That one's going to be tough to remember when I'm not staring at the word. <laughs> at New England, at Dallas. Ooh. I'll start since you started last one. I got them beating the Commanders here and losing to everybody else. Okay. Uh, I don't. I, I Minnesota at Minnesota. I don't think they win that game. Yeah. At the Patriots, he'll figure yeah. something out to stop the Bears' offense. It's not good enough to beat a Bill Belichick defense. Yeah. And Dallas is, for the moment, still more talented all overall. Um, but the Bears always play them really tough. I they feel. do. They do. They uh, beat them last time with Mitch. Mitch had a great game. I think it was three seasons ago or now at this point was the last yeah. time they played yeah, Dallas. Yeah, at home. He was, that Mitch was like his third out. best game as a Bear yes. or something. It was really good yeah. that game. 
I think Dallas is always overrated because they play the Giants twice and Washington twice and the Eagles twice. The Eagles might be good, though. Maybe. The Eagles yeah. have their moments. Anyway. They do. Yeah, and they're on the upward, definitely, yeah. with their weird coach, Sirianni. That, hey, it worked out. Weird, dude. So but it did. It worked out. I'm going to go two and two, my friend, because they're going to shock the world and beat Dallas at home. All right, so you've got them four and four, and I've got them three and five. Wow, pretty close. Uh, all right, Dolphins at Bears, Lions at Bears. Oh my, Bears <laughs> at Falcons, Bears at Jets. Four and all, my friend. The Bears. <laughs> okay, I figured you might say that. Um, the, the Falcons are terrible. How are they not favored in that game too? I don't know. I got the Bears three and one here. I think the Dolphins are pretty tough. Potentially, I, I don't know because of Tua though. If Tua is terrible, it won't matter that they got all these weapons. Mm-hmm. But just trying to not be too like homerish, I'll say three and one in this stretch because I think it's a very easy stretch compared to the last one. I'll be Homer, and you got four and zero, oh. so you've got them. Yeah. You've got them at oh my eight and four. Look at you! Go. Whoa! Wow! Okay, reality's coming back. <laughs> You suck, Chris. Yeah, uh, that's great. Know, that's gonna, this is this is going to be the moment people text me about. Like when Chris was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're at what six and six now?" Yeah, I'm yep. eight towards. Okay, yep. Okay, everybody, round out the final five now. Then yep. the Packers come to town. Then the Eagles. Then the Bills. So that's three straight super fun home games. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Detroit, and then the Vikings come to Chicago. So Packers, Eagles, Bills at home, Lions on the road, Vikings at home. That's a lot of late home games. Uh, I'm going to say two and three. Who are they beating there? They are beating the Vikings at Soldier Field. Okay. And they are beating the Lions. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying as well. That said, I could see the Lions game being a loss because they could be kind of like feisty. I think they're, they're like building something pretty solid there now. Like I don't think they're going to be – train wreck 0 and 11 terrible mm-hmm. this year but i don't think they're good still but as soon as they figure out the qb position i think that's a team that could be like a wild card kind of team yeah. in the coming years so i'll say two and three as well so what did that get me eight eight wins eight for nine me. eight and nine for you ten oh, and I'm seven surprised i was really thinking i'd end up seven and ten i better have them lose to somebody else well, yeah. i'll save it for the preseason you know i look at those... I, i've been joking with cousin nate cousin nate about the Bears' potential record, and we, we sort of landed on six six to eight wins. And then when we did this live here, I went ahead and went with the eight. Whereas you've got them winning like thirteen games or something. <laughs> ten, ten games. Ten. But okay. that's that's the ceiling, I think, this year is ten. Yeah, I think that's, that's certainly the ceiling. You've got Break, everything, everything goes right. their way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So eight to nine wins probably seems more realistic as a top end, but ten would be the absolute like. The 2001, everything goes your way, and you win more yeah. than you should have. If they win, I mean, 10, I could see more... them being at only six, just because there's still not a ton of top end talent on this roster. Yeah. But I think the coaching change will make it more likely that they get to like seven. Uh, the people saying like three or four. No, 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 no. It's like they got to six playing a seriously tough slate of yeah. quarterbacks with they're a gonna... disaster of a head coach. They're going to win they're more not... than six. They're not worse than that, are they? Are they no. worse than last no. year? No. Not at only all. if you fall, only if you don't follow them. 
Mm-hmm. If you see Arab gone and Mac gone, you think they're worse. Well, Arab was not trying and missed five games, and Mac <laughs> yeah. got hurt and missed yeah. nine, ten. Uh, I thought it was eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they they're not they're not really appreciably worse than they were at the oh. end of the year. We could put it that way. Agreed. And I think so. I think seven to eight sounds about right because it's a soft schedule. If they were playing last year's slate of quarterbacks, I'd be like, oh gosh. Mm-hmm. but like i just want to go through the qbs real fast before we get out of here right sure. so like niners unknown at the moment okay then rogers For us. davis mills <laughs> daniel jones kirk cousins <laughs> right you, you see where i'm going with this uh-huh. there's some good ones but there's some like oh he can mm-hmm. beat him mm-hmm. right commanders carson wentz which carson wentz Oh man, Mac Eberfus Jones is going to destroy Carson Wentz. Mac Jones, do we know what the Patriots are going to be without McDaniel on offense? No, the Bears could steal that game. I picked the Patriots here, but I'm just saying, I did like, too. It's, I did too. It's not like you go into going, oh my gosh, another Pro Bowl quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Dak, but then Tua, Goff, Falcons are, are they still starting Mariota that week? Are they starting no. Ritter, the rookie, that week? Like, that's not a quarterback situation you're scared of. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, tons of talent, but maybe he's nope. still raw and you can confuse him with your scheme. Yep. And then it's then it's tricky for a minute, right? You got Rodgers and then the Eagles who have a ton of weapons, but Hertz still has some questions. But that's I think that's going to be a pretty good team. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Josh Allen. Ooh. Ooh. Back to golf, back to cousins. Like there, there are like four or five on there. You're like, yeah, we're not beating them. Mm-hmm. But there's also four or five where you're like, they could play so bad that game that the Bears win just on the fact that the quarterback on the other team was that bad. Mm-hmm. And like that's the game. Yep. How many games do we have that year? Way last year, two. Maybe <laughs> the Lions games. The Lions. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, and the Giants, right? Yeah, we had the Giants still. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they, you know, if, if the if the coaching is an improvement and the like the silly stupid mistakes go away, I think they'll be more competitive than a lot of the national guys are saying. Agreed. But I don't think they're a serious wild card contender yet. No. But hopefully next year. Because they are in a rebuild. I point to you now. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to take us out of here. All right. Cool. Thanks everyone so much for listening and following and all that good stuff. We, of course, are Barely Educated. You can find us on Twitter at Barely underscore Educated. You can also use that to find us on Buy Me a Coffee. we got swag like T-shirts. And, yeah, we hope to hear from you online, and we will see you maybe in a week or two. It's kind of a quiet time of the year, so we'll figure it out. Thank you once again for listening. Thanks, as always, Chris. Thank you, Mark. You suck, Chris. Didn't you get the memo? Sorry, Chris. I'm a terrible person. I don't care! No! Hello! I f***ing love the bears.